episode 110. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? We're like two days away from the Game Awards. Feel the excitement, the disappointment, whatever's going to happen well, there, okay, Thursday. So I've seen like four or five things on the level of Elden Ring. I've seen that headline. Um, and then, you know, personal perspective, there's a you know a Destiny Witch Queen trailer coming, so that's cool. But I'm, I'm also working. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things where like, I'll just watch a YouTube video of the recap because that uh, award shows in general don't really do it for me, but I do hope there's some cool stuff shown. (laughs) Yeah, I just hope it's not as long. Because I think last year was like three hours, and it was not including the pre-show, or it might have been the year before that. Yeah. So hoping for... I'm I'm excited, because I always get excited for these, and then become disappointed very soon after. So, I mean, but four or five, you know, AAA or, you know, name brand kind of games being announced or shown or dated is kind of cool. And then some of the other stuff that is kind of getting out of the way already, like, um, you know, even like the you're not it's not on the agenda, but the little bit that we saw today for the Uncharted piece or the Uncharted PS5 remaster, like getting a date, um, getting, you know, the upgrades and stuff like that would have been kind of cool to show that trailer at the Game Awards, Uh, I think. So they didn't reveal the PC release date yet. Yeah. So there's a chance at the Game Awards it's going to be released because the Steam page <laughs> went live uh, a couple days ago. So I have a feeling they're going to drop Uncharted on PC. So that that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited for that upgrade thing, though. I'm a little confused based on. Yeah, I think I because... bu- I think I bought Lost Legacy. So I think I get it automatically, right? <laughs> like... Yeah, I, I think I have it on on disc. Well, it's on. But I... Yeah, but it's also it, the, apparently it, it was on, Uncharted 4 was on plus. And then yeah, if you got it, it from plus, plus, it doesn't count as the ten ten dollar upgrade. But I, I, Lost Legacy, technically, I bought because I got it as a season pass with four. Yeah, so you bought four. Are, but the thing is, I I don't want to have to use my disc for four. Yeah. But since I had the season pass purchase that was Lost Legacy, right? And Lost Legacy counts. <laughs> yeah. As a thing, can I get a digital code all, yeah, without using my disc? All I know is that when I checked the store today after I saw the announcement, like I, on my phone, I went to each version of the game: Uncharted Four, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and it, it all of them said download the console. So which meant that I have a digital version of it. So I and I had forgotten that I had uh, the. the uh uc4 was on plus but yeah. i do remember like i think i remember purchasing lost legacy when it was like 10 bucks like on some like black friday or yeah, like no. psn state of play sale or something like something crazy so so i, mean, I look forward to in january 25th finding out like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all right because that's going to determine if i play it is it's like oh, i gotta put a disc in yeah nah, never mind i don't want to do it all right so a little side tangent aside there uh we are digital days gaming we are a weekly podcast that goes live every thursday 6 a.m eastern time on podcast services around the world uh, please leave us a review if you are able to that is super helpful if you can use words that's helpful as well uh, we also stream on twitch twitch.tv slash digital days gaming where we are a twitch affiliate so if you have amazon prime you can link it to your twitch account and you get something called twitch prime you get a bunch of free games if you play on pc or some other cool things too and um, st- i've seen stuff for smite and for Fortnite and for you know just random random yeah, games fall guys, yeah think, fall guys yeah. all that stuff there's codes in there um and all that stuff so you can check that stuff out and you can while you're there consider subbing to us with that twitch prime account that you have and that would be super helpful or you can just uh do a paid sub if you want to or just follow and don't sub and hang out when we stream and that's also helpful helps it grow so um with that uh everything else is linked in the show notes you can check in the in the show notes in the in the podcast descriptions there'll be links to all of our socials uh patreon paypal all that stuff is there so you can check those things out and we're going to jump into some news yeah, we got a little bit of EA news uh, to start with. Uh, first one was kind of a weird announcement, but then it made sense to me uh, after reading it a couple times. But uh, Titanfall is being retired from storefronts. So Respawn last week announced, along with EA, that Titanfall will be leaving storefronts on March 1st, 2022. Uh, a lot of people assume that would mean the servers would be shut down. But in that same statement, they said the multiplayer will stay turned on. They are not planning to shut it down in the immediate future so this is basically just going to remove it from purchase on uh you know origin steam playstation and xbox and it is also going to remove it from game pass and ea play uh on those days as well uh so sounds like they're just trying to keep new players from coming into the game uh so then they don't have to worry about like server maintenance and all that stuff and then once that community kind of dies further then i would assume they turn off those servers so 
two things. One, uh, this game has been on sale like stupid cheap forever, so just buy it. Yeah. Like whatever you play it on, just buy it. Uh, two, if you have Game Pass, whether it's on PC or on console, um, it, you I think you get twenty percent off whatever price it is on sale for. So um, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent for sure on that, but uh, this game should be like five bucks. Like at the, you know, I would, I'd, I'd have to look. It usually is. Yeah. It's usually five. So just completely just buy this game. Uh, just so, you know, if you haven't played it yet, it's probably one of the top five shooter campaigns. No, no, no. This is the first one. Ah, okay. This is but, Titanfall 1. Yeah. Titanfall 2 is still fine. Right. Titanfall 1 is just a multiplayer only game. Oh, okay. Um, It had a campaign, but they tried to do that thing where they blended the campaign That's and right. the multiplayer That's right. okay. together. I think I'm getting uh, just merging both the games together now at this point because they're so old. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, yeah, so. like, just buy the game for them. Like, Respawn is a studio that does really, really good work. So just buy their game. Well, and also, like, at this point, it's just, uh, you know... Uh, the multiplayer will probably see an influx of people just trying to get in one last time before. Because usually that anytime they're going to remove something from the store, people will just buy it just so they can have it in their yeah. library. So there might be an influx of players, uh, if only temporarily before. Yeah. If you're a physical, if you're a physical collector as well, like it might be something cool to have, you know. So yeah, just uh, just have all the Titanfall games. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, they're just gonna. This makes sense. I, I mean, it just means that they don't have to worry about new players, so then they can like really focus on like slowing those servers down yeah they've had uh, some weird like stuff capacity. going on too where people are like protesting they're wanting them to make a titanfall 3 but like being, being clowns titanfall. in titanfall yeah like it's so weird yeah. so just yeah respawn's a great studio and they deserve every dollar they can get so help. and <laughs> speaking of respawn uh next story uh so battlefield is gonna go through some major changes uh with their leadership so the main thing uh the current head of dice is leaving ea and dice and it looks like they are basically going to be replaced by respawn's uh head vince sampella so he is now going to be in charge of the battlefield franchise uh, a couple months ago it was reported that he was basically taking over la dice to basically work on <laughs> now he's taking over dice <laughs> yeah now he's just taking over the franchise completely uh and it will be there sounds like they're going to basically create like a universe in the battlefield franchise. So they want like interconnected games and stories. They actually, uh, something that we also reported on or uh, talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, Mark Leto, uh, the creator of halo who recently was given basically money to start a studio in Seattle for EA is now going to be in charge of creating stories in the battlefield 2042 universe. So it looks like, Basically, it sounds like DICE is just kind of going to be used maybe as just like an artillery studio at this point, which is what they've kind of right. been doing they're, already. They're probably going to be focusing on the multiplayer, like making sure the multiplayer is consistent and working. And then the other this other studio is going to be focusing on whatever the Battlefield universe yeah. would be. But here's where it gets more a little more interesting. Ripple Effect, who made the Battlefield 2042 portal mode, are going to be given... Uh, more funds to expand on that mode and support it so it sounds like that's ripple really effect. the only positive thing that's come out of this launch so far is portal yeah <laughs> so. so it sounds like ripple effect is going to be handling the multiplayer uh and then dice la is going to be doing whatever under vince sampella and then the seattle studio weapon balancing make sure the gun shoots yeah, straight and then, the, <laughs> and then the seattle studio is going to be making the story stuff so yeah. dice has been known as kind of like a the artillery, the backbone of the infrastructure, because they're the people that made Frostbite. So yeah, it's like when they've always been issues, the engine they... people too. Like they, yeah, yeah. So they might be being put back down to being like you. You're the tech and engine people. We're gonna have the people that are known for doing stories do stories. We're gonna put yeah. the studios that are known for multiplayer. In yeah, because the, the stuff, are, the 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 wording around Battlefield. I mean, there's some people in our community that are having a great time playing it. I know that. Um, uh, I know they have their their nights and they're enjoying it, um, but I think they're Battlefield fans regardless, and that's you know that's fine. Um, and Battlefield's gonna sell; it, it it always sells. But in terms of the increase or what EA is looking for, like it ain't hitting it. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's just super interesting to see. I am worried about a little bit of them thinking that Vince is a golden boy and he does, he's been doing a fantastic job, but it might be too much to fix. Like it might be too much From, to, to resurrect or to, to handle like, but it, not to handle, but to, 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 yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm losing the word. Like he did a fabulous job with, uh, with apex. Um, he did, uh, 
a great job with Titanfall and with you know leading Jedi Fallen Order, all of that. He's, he's and Call of Duty, yeah, Modern Warfare, right. the most successful. Yeah, he's Modern done Warfare, you know, he's done fantastic jobs with that. And it just might be uh, Battlefield might be a little bit of a struggle to save. Like, yeah, I would not hope that it needs saving, but to 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 get it to the next level, I guess it needs a win. Yeah, basically <laughs> right now, but it's it's one of those things where. I hope with all this change, especially when you have a Seattle studio that was just announced it was being formed like a month or two ago, this means they will take a year off from yeah. Battlefield yeah. Uh, and give these studios time, maybe more than a year off. This might be one of those things where EA is going to have to be like, all right, we're just not going to put out a shooter for like two years, right. two, three years, and then they'll put something well, out. Because like, they kind of just need to take a break because yeah. they had too many duds. And like Glorious War is saying, like, you know, Battlefield still has a massive player count. Yeah, 100% it still has a massive player count. But EA wants dramatic growth. Battlefield's always, games have always had really high player counts for the first quarter that they're out. Like the first three, 90 days to 120 days that they're out. Then it just falls off massively. Um, you, you get your core hardcore players that are continuing to play it and still do it, but you're not getting the seasonality growth of what COD was getting up until Vanguard. Um, and then what some of these other games are getting when they do seasonal updates. Like you're, st- I still see conversation around apex when there's a seasonal update. Fortnite just ended chapter two to chapter three and they like dominated the internet for like a weekend. Granted, like it's a free to play game, but the conversation around battlefield consisted of like all the people that were playing early because they pre-ordered the deluxe edition of the game and then it just kind of stopped being talked about (laughs) yeah well it what also doesn't help is like the battlefield community is large enough but they also aren't the happiest community Mm -hmm. because of the support that ea is given it's gonna be a top 10 npd game like it's just gonna going to be by default yeah but right now the ea has to be focused on growth and also just happiness of the community uh, because I'm sure they're seeing people from the community drop off with mm-hmm. each like lackluster yeah. battlefield game, and it's, they and, they, and they're hoping number. that Vince can do that, and he's shown that he can do that with Modern Warfare and Apex already as like you know continuous uh, getting p- players to con- to can stay on and keep playing. Um, yeah, but you know, can he do that with a battlefield franchise? Can he do that with a battlefield franchise that's kind of pretty much already launched without his insight? You know, yeah. So that's the, the 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 super interesting part of like if they're going to buckle down or or double down on this twenty forty two world, which it sounds like they are. Um, which makes no sense to me because there's nothing about twenty forty two because it doesn't have a single player campaign. Right. It doesn't feel like it has an identity to build a universe around yep. other than the year. Uh, yeah. So it's super interesting. So. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering how long ea is going to give vince ampella i i I imagine you give him as much time as you need because they seem to have given him basically rough shot you know in terms of like this like just do what you want uh we make all of our studios use frostbite you don't have to use frostbite so i want to know are they going to continue to use frostbite or will they just be like you know what apex looks fine on the engine apex is running on let's see what you guys can do with that Mm -hmm. or are they still locked into all right frostbite have to use it like can vince ampella have the sway to be like i'm using on real engine 5 for right. the next battlefield uh and would they be okay with that or is he gonna are they gonna be fine if he just comes out and is just like i need three years to to make mm-hmm. something especially because that seattle studio was just announced yeah <laughs> you know and we're starting like similar conversation that we're having um that i like uh some people that have been having in some of the other discords i'm in like uh i don't i'm not gonna get his name 100 percent correct but john staten or jason staten the guy that um just came back to 343 recently to work on halo that previously yeah. worked on halo um like he's only been back like six or seven months my understanding and um mm-hmm. the stuff everybody's complaining about the stuff that's coming in may to halo infinite um, you know, besides the campaign reviewing really well and the multiplayer seeming to have really good player player counts right now, um, everybody's like, well, this game should have came out in May. Like, well, a Xbox couldn't afford for this game to come out in May, um, and b like this is probably stuff that Stanton had to install when he got there, like that wasn't like yeah. I'm really curious of what this game would have been if they didn't bring Stanton back. Am I saying his name right? Staten, Staten. Um, it's a uh, Joseph Staten. Staten. So okay. you, you had the last name right, first name wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm like, and and this would be something similar. Like now, like Vince walks into this room and he has to tell people, like, "Hey, great concept, poor execution. Let's mm-hmm. go this way." You know, yeah. and he like, does he have that power? 
Um, and you know, it, it looks like Staten at three four three has that power because everything that's like everything I keep hearing about, like at the at these reviews posted, like inability to replay campaign missions in Halo. Oh, that's coming in May. Co-op coming in May. Forge coming in May. Like that's leading me to believe the possibility of like none of those things were going to be in the game at all. Or the state they were in was not <laughs> yeah. acceptable, and, and then green in a closer. And Staten's like, uh, uh-uh. like no, like I or what was negotiated when he came back? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, because uh, the head of um, it, it sounds like his role specifically was t- to close things up. I, I forget the the person's name, but the person who's uh, head of the um, the initiative, the uh, the perfect dark studio he had the track record yeah. of being brought into close games, like from like, I think take two to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Microsoft. He would just come in cause you just need someone to come in and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're not doing. Cause it's hard for people that are creating to like pull themselves away from it. So you need some, for sure. someone to come in and then just be like, this is what we're doing. They gave me permission to do what I want. And yep. this is what we have to do. And it sounds like they're putting in enough people like, because uh, you you have Vincent Pella, then you have the creator of, uh, of Halo, uh, Leto, uh-huh. coming in. So you have two people with pedigree that you would imagine you hire them because you're going to give them the rope to work. Yeah, you know, but this is almost like I mean, we're almost talking about like kind of three in a row that aren't hitting on what EA wanted. Now it might for Battlefield franchise it or almost yeah. four. Um, it might be yeah. um, you know, like EA has unrealistic expectations sure like that's a hundred percent valid but you're talking about battlefield one or battlefield five right is this five yeah, yeah five is yes battlefield one battlefield 2042 and then i almost feel like hardline was before five and after four which i know for sure was after four and then yeah, so yeah, so you're you talking about right. hardline five oh it's one. battlefield one five hardline yeah yeah hardline one five yeah Right. Or yeah, yeah. To something to that extent. But yeah, it's like of three like, or four games. Yeah. Where and they all those games, when you go back and look at them, other than Hardline, when you go back and look, they're they're top eight, top ten selling games of all you know, of the year that they came out. So they're gonna do well like that. But that's not what EA wants. EA wants FIFA shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And also, EA wants a game that maybe doesn't have problems at launch, yeah. which is you know, Battlefield Four was the, the best Battlefield game and probably forever terrible at launch for like 90 days yeah and (laughs) at a certain point ea has to like the amount of money that they have to spend you know when they launch a game bad to like get it to a point where it could be battlefield 4 where we look fondly on it and be like this is one of the greatest yeah but and then the count to to your point the counterpoint is that sampella brings out a game that nobody knew was coming yeah and it worked (laughs) no yeah and and you and know, it's always worked. I've really never heard about Apex connection issues or server issues. I sure I've heard about no. some cheater stuff going on in Apex, but again, I don't play it. But in terms of of um connections to stability, it's been damn near flawless. Yeah, in terms of so. uh, in terms of foundations, he's yeah. been able to lead them. I mean, honestly, the there is a chance that like uh Jedi Fallen Order shouldn't have worked, you know? Like right. that on paper was just like, yeah, like Respawn making a Star Wars game that okay. Uh, and that worked out really well. Apex being what it is, Titanfall being the risk it was, especially we just talked about Titanfall, Titanfall 1. That one had a rough start, yep. but it wasn't because of then, Respawn. It was yeah. because EA launched it between Call of Duty yep. and Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, he's been able to... Right the know, ship through, through crazy waves. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I imagine that's why they're trusting him. And then, you know, he didn't want to do the story so they were able to pull in the, the halo person to, yeah. to come in there and try and do the story so we'll just see how long this takes i hope they give them time uh to do yeah it, i hope it, we're not talking it, episode 210 of vincent pella's and let go by ea or something you know <laughs> yeah which usually tends to happen yeah. with these stories of just like yeah they hired this person they threw money at it and then had unrealistic expectations for them so the person left yeah. uh especially now that we have studios created specifically for these people to achieve something yeah all right uh last story i pulled um this is from bloomberg uh so basically uh the report is playstation is going to merge plus and now and go to a three-tier system potentially in the spring um so uh the code name for this program is called spartacus it will offer modern and classic games and it is three tiers so the first tier is current playstation plus tier two is playstation plus and a library of ps4 and ps5 games 
And then three tier is everything included above, includes everything above uh, or previously mentioned, along with extended demos, game streaming, and a library of PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games with a launch target of spring 2022. So obviously this is uh, PlayStation kicking the tires on a potential Game Pass competitor. Uh, I will start with by saying this. Bloomberg has sometimes got their wires crossed on some of this thing, so yeah. these tiers could change yeah. by the time this thing launches. Or this thing might never launch because it's something they're just trying to see if they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's like financially worth them doing. Uh, but Dave, thoughts on a three-tier system? Uh, confusing to the consumer, so I hate it uh, <laughs> right off the bat. Um, potential to be solid, I guess, uh, to a PlayStation gamer. Um, the I think that PlayStation needs something um, to rebrand PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now as a brand just doesn't work. I'm not saying that PlayStation Now doesn't functionally work. PlayStation Now as a brand is not working. Um, you know, I... It, it's 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 interesting me personally um i'm intrigued uh but i wouldn't do tier three because old games are old (laughs) i would be into tier three depending on the price uh it it makes sense that they would put the old games as old classic stuff yeah in tier three because that's like you those people are going to be willing to pay the extra costs uh for tier three i agree with you i don't know if i want a tiered system it seems a little I understand you need to do I if this was two tiers I think I'd be fine with it. Three tiers is kind of like, oh, let's see how this I see. Turns and again, everyone's be like, well, Microsoft has Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. Game. Yes, but they you're getting significantly different things with each one of them as well as a connection to them versus like, okay, so this tier you can get PS4 and 5, but if you want the other older games, you have to get this tier. Like even if you don't like it's it's just weird. Um, yeah. Again, it's not finalized, like who knows. Um I think in order for this to be successful, maybe you go to a two-tier system and you merge tier one and two together to where if you get plus, you get these PS4 and PS5 games, which they're already doing anyways. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it in terms of PlayStation Plus. You yeah, right. Only like three games. So like, I, I, I wouldn't go the, that far. The total Sony thing that I think they would do, though, that they would 100% be them for PS4 and PS5 is like, okay, well... All the previous plus games that we've announced for PS4 and PS5 are just on the library now. Like that's what yeah. that's what it would be, I think. So for a longtime PS Plus subscriber, tier one and two might not be good. The thing that I saw that I thought was the most interesting, and a couple people that I trust were talking about this. Um, can PS4 play a PS3 game through like? Like the, the you know the rumor is that the PS4 even through an emulation system isn't strong enough to play emulation PS3 games. That's why they have to stream them on now. Yeah, I think that's they would end up having, which is why I think the classic ones are just being put on the third tier. Is because if, according to this, the third tier is where you get streaming. Right. So that's why. So you're saying that you, like th- if you got the second tier and you got a PS. Which is only PS4 and PS5 games, so that wouldn't matter. Yeah. So the third, like, see, that's if it's streaming, like, I I hate it even more because that's what people are talking about their issues with now are. And Game Pass, again, as the competitor in the conversation, you just download everything. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the that's why, like, the only way third, the tier three works for me is if I can download those games on my PS5. Right. Uh, if it's exclusively streaming, I understand having a stream to PS4, but when it comes to PS5, I would hope I would be able to download those and it would have like the emulator stuff figured out for that. Um, but I, I, I definitely think this is something PlayStation should do. Uh, it's just, and again, it, this is going to be something that they're going to like move around and work on and figure out the things but, to go. And the other I stuff that like, I saw too, of people thinking that all these games might get like a 60 frame or 60, you know, like a, a frames update and trophy, trophy updates. Like you're crazy. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> it most likely wouldn't be like trophies or anything like that, which I'm fine with. It would um, just work. You could just play it on your yeah. PS5. I, I I don't see them like I, I understand why they do. They're doing the first tier. Just having a tier where it's just PlayStation Plus just makes sense because you don't want to raise the prices on anybody. Right. Because uh, you're just going to you're going to lose stuff. Yeah, there. Xbox so still I, has I, Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah. So PlayStation Plus just being there as tier one makes perfect sense. So I, I, I like that. So they're not forcing people to go into this. Or, you know, telling people, like, oh, we're going to raise the price in the future. 
but uh, I'm curious to know what, like, because Game Pass can be super expensive, like, we can't lie that, like, Xbox Game Pass is expensive for Ultimate, so I'm guessing that's the price range that they're playing with, is if, like, is Tier 3 equivalent price-wise to Game Pass Ultimate is going to be very intriguing. uh, So 180 for the year, right? Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if tier three can reach that, but they might be able to look better by undercutting that, be, you know, and properly evaluating that. Well, uh, and then the, the thing that's interesting that Bloomberg was saying in the report was talking about not really any first party day one, um, you know, which is fine. Like Sony doesn't, I don't think Sony needs that. I think Sony's day one, no. Sony's franchises sell well enough on day one. I've said that for years. Um, but that could be something that helps them maybe only make this like, like 120 so double the cost of plus so like tier one is 60 or whatever tier two is 100 tier three is 130 like you know maybe yeah yeah i was thinking 60 90 120 yeah like that that that's what i was that that would be what i would be willing to do without that you know and i and i guess it would also depend on what um because like what's not mentioned in here is you know there's like a, a library of PS4 and PS5 games without maybe Sony first party games, but would a game or a franchise like Outriders end up on this program? You know, in, 20, in, so. in fall of 2023 or 2022 of like a new game coming, and now does it become the battle between does does the studio go to the go to Sony and PlayStation and say hey we want to put our game on one of your services like make us an offer, you know like and then yeah. do you do you see a battle back and forth for that? I would assume you would, um, though PlayStation does have the back catalog to, Mm -hmm. like, really make this service, like, a very attractive offer for day one. But, like, day thousand, you know, they're going to have to be battling for these day one releases. And I think eventually, you know, when Jim Ryan talked about, like, it's just not feasible for them to do a Game Pass thing in terms of how they build their games, if they start to service now in five, ten years down the road, they can restructure how they make mm-hmm. their games to allow them to put their games day one on Game Pass. Uh, but but I think it's, it's it's a great opportunity. So let's say that, you know, like as an example, let's say that this does come out in spring of 2022 and God of War comes out in fall of 2022. God of War Ragnarok. Like, you put God of War on this service, <laughs> like, before Ragnarok yeah. comes out. Like, you know, or if there's an Uncharted 5 coming, then all of a sudden, you know, a couple months before it comes out, you put Uncharted 4 remaster on this service after, you know, like to get to hopefully springboard the sales of the next franchise. Um, Like whatever you're planning or doing, you use you use your old first party like like Horizon. I know they gave it like kind of for free during the pandemic, but like this is a franchise that you build upon and you put it on the service and you leave it there forever. Well, no, they well, I think they don't even do the thing where they don't put God of War on until Ragnarok comes out. I think you, if PlayStation just puts their entire back catalog, just needs to be on there and they have to worry about like Like, how long it takes. Maybe, maybe you make a decision of like, I'm I'm a a year out from launch is when our games hit. Mm -hmm you know hit, hit our yeah. service like a year away so even or if you're somebody that's pc yeah <laughs> like, if you're somebody that has an extensive backlog then all of a sudden you're like you know what i'm gonna pay for this subscription service sell or trade my games or whatever you know or whatever you're gonna do because you know that you know or, or you keep them and put them on the shelf and not worry about unwrapping them michael um <laughs> and then know that hey you know what i'm gonna catch up on my backlog through this service and <laughs> and uh you know play you know play these games knowing that I'll never get to Horizon 2 until a year later. So he unwraps a game on stream. <laughs> so, uh, but it's super, super interesting. That's probably not even judgment. If Curry's here, it's not even judgment. See, look at you. Gosh, I don't even know where the fuck judgment is. <laughs> he opened Resident uh, Evil for those that are interested. <laughs> you can't see the bottom half. You're fine. <laughs> see, there's Curry. Yeah. Play judgment. There he is. So. Uh, what the fuck is judgment? Yeah, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, it's it's super interesting. I would love at this point in time as these stories, um, you know, as you know, not that I, you know, whether you like or don't like Jason Schreier, like at, at a certain point in time, like Sony needs to come out and okay, like our stuff leaked. Let's let's have a little conversation about it. 
Like, no, yeah, don't go too I mean, far, but let's just, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at it, you know, because right now they've been, like you said, like the last thing we heard about Jim Ryan saying, I don't think a Game Pass-like service is feasible for us. That's the last yeah. thing we've heard Ryan say about a subscription-style service. But this also could be one of those things where someone at Sony who's working on Spartacus is like, hey, leak this to Schreier. Yeah. Let's get let's get a feel for like what people think about this, and then we can like, yeah. Because then you just you have an intern just scrolling through Twitter. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh wait, well, we should take yeah. we should take that out. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> because no, because there could be someone who's like listening who like oh well they said you know one twenty is reasonable like yeah. one eighty is not reasonable. Yeah. Let's go right in one fifty. Right? right. Let's meet them in the middle. Uh. So I de- I definitely think this is something Sony does need to do, and. I really think they have the back catalog to make that PS1, PS2, PS3 thing so worth mm-hmm. it. Even for someone like you, who's like, I old game is old. <laughs> but they have the franchises that Microsoft didn't have before yeah. they purchased Bethesda. To where well, if they were like, here's and, and all the, of and our the, PS2 the caveat games. too, Michael, as I say, old game is old. But I'm always looking for stuff for Owen to mess with. That I know mm-hmm. that I know is safe and playable and that he can play. And like, yeah. you know the today i was dabbling a little bit with destiny right when i got home from work because of the 30th anniversary update he was sitting next to me and he starts you know he's he's paying attention more he's six like he's 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 learning stuff and doing stuff he's getting better at games and he's like he literally asked today about like when can i learn to play this game and i'm like well i could teach you to play the game whenever you want but in my mind i'm like this might be really complicated for him to play like to play destiny in 2021 but he could play a shooter on ps2 yeah you know as he's as he's learning the controls and everything and and this would be fantastic, like, way to survey the audience for PlayStation yep. in terms of like, okay, people want another Sly Cooper game or people want MotorStorm brought back. Okay, is anyone playing this on PlayStation Plus Premium, yeah. whatever the fuck it's going to be called? To where it's like, you know what? A lot of people are still playing. Seventeen percent of our player base has downloaded the Sly Cooper game of like, you know, like as an example, like, okay, well, oh, if we release a new one, like, you know, you know, I'm sure there's some algorithm they use or something. Yeah. And and then if they wanted to use like a Sly Cooper thing where it's just like, okay, feasibly, we can't put this on day one if it's a gigantic Naughty Dog level triple A. But what if we do like a a B tier, not B tier as in quality, but in terms of budget it's like Cooper game, and we put it day one on this service. Or they re- they remaster in? it and just to see, like they just you know like yeah. the, you know like like you said, give it a you know and put it on the service and just see what happens of how many people are playing it with some updated controls. Like they d- give it a medieval style update. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I also think this would benefit people in general in terms of like if this is successful, that could also start an even bigger fire under Xbox with Game Pass of like oh shit there is people that really want this. Let's invest more into this. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Nintendo will add GameCube games in 10 years. <laughs> you know, like they'll see Microsoft and PlayStation thriving at this. Like, you know what? Paper Mario, here you go. <laughs> you think that uh, there's, do you think ever think there's somebody that sits at the table or is in that little corner of their, of their zoom call. That's like, got like a, like data in his hand, like just flailing it at the screen and like, nobody's paying attention to him. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's the person that, um, told them how many dislikes there are on the video no but i'm just saying of like oh look well people don't want a, a new wind waker game they just want an hd remake they want a skyward sword remake and he's over here like hey hey like come on <laughs> like, yeah. and, and his screen is like so little <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah they just mute him from the chat every once in a while it's like i don't know it's brian he really thinks he knows what fans want uh they want broken gamecube games uh yeah no i mean We've been talking about PlayStation needs to do something. Yeah. It didn't seem feasible for them. Uh, I, I wonder, though, with this, like, leaking, it, like, if this puts a deadline on when they can announce it. You uh, know, because yeah. like, the thing's saying, like, oh, spring 2022, which to me, spring 2022 means E3 time, yeah. which is summer 2022. Uh, but then so, a, a like, announcement to launch, there has to be a buffer. So, like, then that, that, that's already, like, I don't know. Do you do, like, a e3 state of play and say hey playstation plus premium available now like like i i don't know if sony can pull that off i i think you do but you call it a beta uh game pass was a beta for a while okay. i think you, you have to okay halo infinite on it. you you <laughs> have no, to do the with no progression <laughs> yeah you 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 slap the beta name on it and still charge people and then yeah. you know just make people think that they're special because they're beta testing the service that they're paying for hit the website uh, now so we get all your instant data now do it now <laughs> yeah um 
I, I, I would love for the back catalog, especially when they're talking about like bringing PSP games and PS3 games. I would want to know how weird that system would be of like, okay, you can play PS1, PS2, and PS3 games downloaded, but PS3 games you have to stream. Uh, it, yeah. it, it seems like it could Sony, be Sony will mess this up. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just worried about the messaging yeah. um, in terms of... And, and I don't also want just that damn box packs. showing up on my screen right away. <laughs> like, yeah, like I hate every time... every I delete the PS Now thing like every yeah. couple months and then it always gets re-put back on yeah. as the first thing and I accidentally click it uh and then it's like oh you should download this yeah uh but yeah uh it's good that playstation's getting on uh, getting in on this i just hope they get their messaging right. yeah i hope it's real and i hope they can yeah like to your point i hope they can deliver and not like not do what they've been doing or like announce something cool and then all the fine print is in a blog like just be very transparent about it yeah or announce it and saying coming this winter and it's just like wait we're gonna have to wait eight months for this service that we don't know how it's gonna be yeah uh so uh that is it for the news uh, i mean game awards is coming up so things are kind of hush hush right now activision continues to be trash uh yeah if we have so, to record late thursday night we can do that <laughs> if there's enough <laughs> like, yeah so. uh so there, there's uh not a ton of news and the news that is out is kind of not news yeah, it's, or it's, it's not new news. it's december so this is what yeah. this is to be expected the game awards is going to be the most important thing that happens in the gaming world in december um yeah. so uh and that also that being in december means that they're not delaying their games <laughs> so so far nothing has mm-hmm. been delayed this week um, as far as we know yeah so what we're playing and watching um i'll go first just because i'm gonna i'm pretty brief uh, i've had one day off um from work since the last time we recorded and half of you know a portion of that day was spent doing some family stuff um so um i played a little bit of, like today like the destiny 30th anniversary i played like 30 minutes of it um right off the bat some of the stuff that they've put in there is kind of interesting again the storytelling is really good um it's the 30th anniversary pack so they brought a bunch of destiny one weapons back into the game they're definitely pulling on the nostalgia strings for like the 10,000th time and um based on the 30 minutes that i played today like i'm here for it like there was there was a music from the you know from the first game going on with the vex the first time we ever fought the vex so it's just everybody knows that destiny holds a, a very large place and strong place in my heart um and it always it, it will for a long long time and just the music today was kind of cool it just made me smile for a little bit um a little bit little bit more guardians not too much um i've been super super tired every time i come home from work um and then i watched um i did watch 8-bit christmas on uh it's on hbo max i posted it in the facebook group the trailer um you're gonna get the actor's name better than i am because i can't i'm terrible with names but the guy that played doogie hauser um, uh, neil patrick harris yes <laughs> so uh, neil patrick harris was the main character uh this movie gave me a little bit of christmas story feeling to it in terms of like it's essentially like 1987 and it's him and his buddies like passion and desire to get um a, a nintendo uh to get you know then the, the parents against nintendo and you know like touched upon like the power glove being like terrible and like the one rich kid in in, in the in the in the town that had everything and um so it just it had some you know some funny moments is it something that i will like want to watch like every christmas no is it something that i regretted watching no it it was funny and it it had some it had some interesting parts to it i wouldn't say it's like super like video game nostalgic or anything like that um there's a pretty interesting story that's that's told there in general but uh it's on hbo max so uh definitely worth i think it's worth the watch it's it's short it's like an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes i liked it i enjoyed it um Watched some football. Lions won. Michigan won the Big Ten. Uh, so how hard did you guys like riot in the streets <laughs> when, when that happened? Uh, I I was at work and near the end of the game as because they won on the last as time expired as a touchdown as as the game ended. Um, I Facebook called my wife and had her turn her camera around on the, on the TV so I could watch. <laughs> so because I didn't have like the Fox app downloaded on my phone or anything like that. So hmm. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> um yeah so uh and then as like i said michigan won their big 10 title for the first time since like 2004 um so that was you know pretty cool i i I didn't go to either michigan or michigan state but growing up i was a michigan fan so you know just michigan fan by default so that was kind of nice so um 
but yeah, for the most part, that's it. Uh, that's really all because, I, like I said, I've been pretty pretty worn down, and so a lot of times it just ends up being background music. I did finish um, Superstore, the show Superstore on Halo on Hulu, Halo <laughs> uh, on Hulu. Um, that actually had a really good to great season finale for that show. I understand. Is it a continuing show? Yeah, it's six seasons. Okay. And I finished all six seasons. It's like 20-minute episodes. It's that classic, mm-hmm. you know, Tuesday night sitcom that they had or whatever. Um, so it's one of those things where you can, you know, knock out like four or five episodes like in an hour and a half, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I I feel like I pretty much finished this in, in November. Like I started watching this in November and finished it, you know, recently in late October. Um, so I, I, I know I was much more time invested in terms of like i remember what happened at the beginning better than the average person that watched this six years ago um yeah. but i i liked it it was funny i think that you you was working as much retail as you've worked the first season or two you get some kicks out of it and then you may or may not get slightly invested into the story you probably wouldn't and you would check out yeah so most likely <laughs> but the my the threshold l- for sitcoms is yeah, like the, all over the but place but the little retail stories that they tell for the first season or season and a half of like, oh, the like corporate wants us to do it. Walk backwards and hold up signs, you know, like stupid stuff like yeah. that. Like the the way they play on that was good. So, mm-hmm. but yep, that's it. So, um, for me, it's been a ton of like dabbling in games as opposed to sitting down and uh, finishing it. Uh, like Guardians, I'm probably halfway through, but I lost access to my PS5 because uh, <laughs> Endwalker came out, uh, and. He put, he put a ring on her finger and she took the controller. <laughs> yeah. Endwalker uh, is like no joke in terms of like. I've heard it's like 50 hours just to get through the whatever they launched. Uh, yeah. And that's but to get to of, like the post game stuff. <laughs> but like right now what the problem is because so they basically did early access on Friday. Uh-huh. And then the game comes out today, Tuesday. Uh, but the only problem is their servers have been at capacity. So you queue. And if you're like 6,000 in the queue. It could be multiple hours before you get to even play the game. Oof. So it's definitely been one of those days where, or those, those weeks where, uh, if she wants to play at like noon, she, turns she has to turn on that like system eight. on. <laughs> yeah, and then so hopefully gets in. What's the community feedback been around that though? Because like, like again, my perspective when Destiny or Battlefield or Division has these problems, people lose their damn mind. So the Final Fantasy community tends to be one of the nicest communities around this thing because the developers are so apologetic and put their face out there. Uh They tend to get away with a lot more stuff. So they were having queue issues back in August when they had had that random like resurgence in people playing. Where they sold out of the digital codes on the website. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So at that point, they had doubled capacity for their servers already. So they're at this point now where they're just like, this is as good as we're we're able to get it. So... But like okay, the server stuff. Devil's Advocate, though, is like early access involved to buying a certain edition of the game, right? Pre-ordering. Yeah, pre-ordering. pre-ordering. So they know how many people pre-ordered. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Why can't they have the server capacity? They know what I, they know what they're going to hit. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where it just becomes expensive to like, okay, we need to then like get these servers up and running and then we need to rent them for a certain amount of time. We don't know how much time that's going to take. So it's just one of those scenes where they just have to bite the bullet this weekend. So why and you're saying that COVID stopped them from getting access to more servers? Everyone's working remotely. Like a lot of games and a lot of companies are using online servers. So okay. they can't just contact Amazon, you know, warehouse for the servers and be like, we need to spin up more servers when they're like, well, Microsoft just bought a bunch or Google yeah, bought I, a bunch. And again, I'm not dissing the develop, the, the yeah. developers in this conversation. What I'm saying is that you already like you they I'm sorry, they knew that there might be the potential for six thousand Q. A six thousand yeah, player Q. Yeah, but, but, but they I didn't also come out think, and say did they come out and say anything beforehand? They apologized multiple times this weekend and just basically gave advice of just like well what also didn't help is now they're having a problem uh this weekend yeah server hardware is basically sold out for like the servers they they need but basically now the problem they're having is people just camping in the game right because they're not going to leave their session yeah they're not going to leave their session and that's been the problem they're used to people leaving their session now you have a majority of the player base who are just refusing to leave their session and it's like it sucks if you're trying to get in uh, and now, you know, you basically, if you want to play that night, you better log in in the morning when the queue is instant, because if you try and log in at four o'clock in the afternoon, you're not playing tonight. 
Um, it's going to get better over the course of the week as more people just get through their content, especially people were marathoning this game uh, to get through through all of it. And uh, so they, they, they're, they're working through that. They've been again, apologetic. They've all already gave, I think uh, uh, white can correct me. I think they're giving a week free uh, for people that played this weekend. Like they won't have to pay for a week uh, of service as an apology so they are being apologetic. They're helping people out. So, like, if you couldn't play this oh, weekend, you I'm, might get a I'm free impressed. service. Uh, Wyatt must be in a queue. I'm impressed that he's chatting this much and not playing. He's on PC. He's got multiple windows open. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it's just been kind of crazy just watching how that whole community is interacting. Like, they, I think they hit their highest concurrent player count on Steam alone, which is, like, 95,000. Yeah. That's amazing. And so. that's only Steam. There's yep. also their own client on pc and then of course the playstation players so they are hitting high high numbers uh clearly that's I, yeah i get it I, and i and i'm i i i just I'm, I'm fascinated with like they did they ever stop pre-orders um no 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 i don't think so they did but I they basically had to i think they ended up pausing or they ended up as a fix um basically putting like a tier system for like people on a free trial okay Okay. To where like they they basically were like okay if you're on a free trial sorry tough shit yeah <laughs> we're taking weekend, care of our paid is, people first which is 100 yeah. percent valid <laughs> yeah so when they did that it definitely like alleviated some of the servers where queues went from six thousand to like three thousand or four thousand okay. uh so they are doing what they can but the free, they, like it, I, it's fascinating to me over, like you start this conversation with like oh a friendly community but then they're like fuck you i'm not leaving my server <laughs> so like, well yeah but I, that's at least them not being aggressive or angry it's just like them just being like okay this is what i have to do i have to just keep my playstation on for <laughs> the rubber, 12 hours the rubber banded <laughs> controller or, or the little so bobber you know the little bobber head that's clicking the button <laughs> like, so i'm not saying we would know this because we're doing it <laughs> but the haptics in the ps5 controller is a really good way to tell if you're still active in the game if you maybe are watching you know something else like the sopranos uh why someone's completing their work shift um to where you just feel the haptics of the footsteps going you're like okay i wasn't kicked yet because you, if you're idle for 20 minutes i believe you get kicked from the server uh so you have to keep so you're watching sopranos you just wait for this little <laughs> no yeah you just move the analog stick and then you hear the little pitter patter of the character's footsteps also the final fantasy 14 haptics are fucking pretty great like you can feel the character jump and then when it hit the ground again that's cool it's fantastic i wouldn't know any of this because we're not doing that when i'm watching sopranos uh but uh so that's uh the endwalker update from someone who's not actually playing endwalker <laughs> just watching someone play endwalker um why why it still, puts his puts his uh like what what would people do put their mouse on like an analog watch and the ticking like the, so we we, <laughs> we were joking uh because uh some of our the, friends the are second on PC, ticks. <laughs> uh of just like throwing catnip on your keyboard <laughs> and just letting your cat just go to town on it every you know throughout the day um so uh still playing halo infinite uh since they added the thing where if you play six games, there's a certain amount of XP you can get from those six games. It means I'm playing at least six games yep. a night before I end up bailing out. Um, and then uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed opened that up, playing that. That's pretty damn fun. It looks great. I got it on a Series X. I, I wanted to get it on a Switch, but I'm like, I just want to see it like pretty as opposed uh -huh. to being on the Switch in 30 yeah. frames and kind it's of a, muddy. It's a Christmas gift for someone, so... Mm, yeah it, it's really fun i do like you know it does do like loot boxes but you're getting hot wheels from the loot boxes so it's like kind of kind of cool um there's heavy theming for like batman and stuff like I, that i think it's, i like saw a, some trailer just recently for that so i have a feeling they're going to do some kind of tie-ins over time yeah there's already you know like they got the turtles van in there individual turtle cars i'm sold i'll um, buy it <laughs> yeah um like right now i'm driving like a gucci car or whatever uh because they just used the actual cards or cars they sold back in the day yeah. for this. But yeah, they, they have like a season pass just for the Batman content, which looks super cool. I don't know if I'm going to put money in it because it's just I'm dabbling in so many different games right now. Just, you know, for game of the year reasons. That's, um, that's a commitment you're not ready to make right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so playing that uh, and then I started Life is Strange True Colors. Um, cool started the first episode i forget exactly how they're wording this if it's just chapters or episodes because everything's just in the box you know you, you, i'm not downloading a additional 
things or waiting for you're not, another you're not waiting two weeks for something to come out it's uh, everything's there yeah yeah everything's there so i started that um it's making me think because the last couple life is strange games i've started but just didn't get around to finishing just because they haven't been able to achieve what the first life is strange was able to achieve organically uh because life is strange even with some of the cheesy dialogue it felt natural or for the most part and you kind of grew with the characters a lot it definitely feels like with the last couple of Life is Strange games, they've been trying to capture that lightning in a bottle that they had for the first game, and they haven't quite been able to do that, uh, at least in this first episode for this one, because I like the characters, but I see like almost like a paint-by-numbers way they're trying to do stuff. Like, oh, here's like some indie songs. Uh, here's some quirky characters whose dialogue sometimes sounds a little clumsy, and they're trying to capture that nostalgia almost that the first game was able to to bring um so it hasn't quite like gotten to me yet like and, and the the story of the empathy is actually not or the power of empathy isn't too bad like basically uh the main character she can kind of read people's minds and their vibes and then she can actually channel some of that energy into herself interesting way to play with stuff so it doesn't feel too super powery or at least not yet. Uh, I'm sure that's coming because mm-hmm. uh, the previous games kind of, you know, they, they evolve a little bit over time. Um, right now, I'm still trying to get used to like the town because it takes place in Colorado and basically like a hipster haven. Like the town's called Haven, but it's the most like hipster ass town that I've ever seen uh, where it's supposed to be a mining town. But none of these 20 year olds look like they've ever picked picked up a pickaxe. <laughs> Or anything to where it's like kind of bothering me. A mining uh, hipster town? Yeah, like it's a town that's built around mining. But everyone in this town are 20-somethings that are like into yoga and indie rock. And none of them look like they've ever done manual labor in their life. So I'm kind of getting a little bit of a weird disconnect there. So I'm just trying to like figure out <laughs> like if there's anything deeper going on in this town. Because it's... I don't know. It's too picturesque, too perfect of a weird town that I just can't quite figure out. Like if this was just the developers trying to imagine like what a mountain town would be. Blue collar town. (laughs) Yeah. To where they don't really understand it or it's just like, wait, why is there no, there's only one person that I've seen that's over 30 in this game. Uh, Like I, I, there's like a weird disconnect there. I'm still going to continue playing it just because, and Walker is going to be happening for the next like, week or so. So I'm, I'm going to go through like Life as, is Strange. As he gestures because she's still playing currently. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm going to continue through it. Like, I don't hate the game. It's just I really loved OG Life is Strange, the first Life is Strange. That like I've been very critical to every Life is Strange that's come after that because uh, they haven't quite been able to mm-hmm. like stir the same feelings or emotions yeah they struck lightning and now that now they're just trying to make a thunderstorm (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm just like i'm gonna continue playing it and i'm hoping i end up liking it as much uh but now it just makes me want to replay the remaster when that comes out in like february or march yeah like i said i almost picked up that code like there was some price error i should have just bought it but i messaged you and you're like no don't like that's the you don't think it's something i would get too involved in no not at all So, <laughs> Not at no, it's fine. I mean, I respect your opinion with that aspect of it. I was like, it's like thirty bucks or thirty-five bucks, and I would have gotten this one and then the the remaster one. But I don't yeah, know. I think Walmart had just the regular one for fifteen dollars a couple times too, which was crazy. Yeah. So, uh, you been watching anything, or has it mostly been watching Final Fantasy? <laughs> uh it's just been uh i've been just watching sopranos just finished rewatching season one i haven't seen it since i was like a kid why he may uh, or may not be randomly pressing x on a controller <laughs> uh, i mean it would be triangle for jump just to be safe because you don't want to hit like <laughs> options or but you Dude, wouldn't you, know you wouldn't crazy? know that though so. no no but, but you know what's crazy so i i'm my friends are in a discord and they basically have been doing this yeah the game this weekend, I don't know if it's uh, always the case, but this game this weekend, uh, one of my friends have had a problem where his cat hit the PlayStation button and kicked them to the main menu. Oh, and so then and you kicked them out of the game. Yeah. Oh, oh. Right. Which but is, wait, they kicked them out of the game after 20 minutes or immediately? 
immediately huh. which i don't know if it's like a weird bug but like he basically hit like the playstation button you know if you hold it it takes you to the main screen oh uh that happened to him and it kicked him completely and he had just gotten into the game after waiting like four hours oh. to play it like he went to the bathroom came back and the cat was paw on the controller and then he was done for the night because it was like eight o'clock at night and by the time he yeah, loaded it, and then recue yep Ugh. yeah it's been it's been super super brutal uh for that stuff uh, but it's weird because i don't remember that ever being an issue with this game uh but i don't know if there's just weird shit happening with the the new is expansion. that them just i guess is that maybe them messing with the rest renew thing like hoping that somebody can't kind of like like sit in the queue and play another game maybe but i don't think you can do that on playstation no because if you put it to sleep like you can put it. No, you I'm can talking about like you just and, like you can have one game running in the background. So can can like could you have N Walker running in the background and play Hades? I don't know exactly because I know you can have two games running simultaneously on PlayStation. But I think if it makes another online connection, it'll kick you off. Yeah. An online game. Because like I'll walk away from Destiny or something like that, and I when I turn <laughs> my PlayStation back on, it's like you know, and I load up Destiny, it's like, are you still there? Like it's it's and it, it could have been like that for days, you know, like because yeah. So I yeah, so I'm not too sure exactly what happened, but it basically kicked him out of queue for being that that, sucks. in the yeah. the home screen. Uh, definitely been seeing a lot of that with people where they just like get kicked out of queue or yeah. kick, get kicked out of the game and freak out. Uh, I know I'm having problems with Halo where quick resume has been kind of annoying where like if I'm playing a multiplayer game, go to the main menu or like finish a multiplayer game, turn off the system and then I turn back the system on multiplayer refuses to work with quick resume. I yeah. have to close the app and yeah. start it up again. It makes it seem like you're launching into matchmaking and you're not and you're just kind of waiting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I have to like close the app completely and then reload it. Yeah. And Xbox doesn't load as fast as PlayStation. So it's just like a slightly minor inconvenience. Yeah. Uh, for that uh, but that's it for me all right uh so questions and comments using hashtag ask digital days uh stefan wren from uh over uh, overseas yeah over yeah across the pond uh yeah. i buy games normally day one even though i know i won't immediately play them and they will go into my ever increasing backlog i do this to support the developer even though i know it could be up to a year until i get around to it my wife thinks i'm crazy what do you think i don't think you're crazy um i mean i think i, like to I think you are a little bit if you're buying a game in july and knowing you're not going to play it until like october like that's a little nuts if it's for a triple a game i would probably say you don't need to do that like a triple a game will get their money but if you're like an indie game or it's a game that uh, like a franchise that you know might not come back buying it day one is like a good way to support the developer but if you're talking about like I know you play Ubisoft games, so like <laughs> Stefan, if you're buying like Assassin's Creed Valhalla day one, even though you don't play it for a year, it's fine. Ubisoft doesn't need your money day one. Yeah. Like they're they'll be fine getting your money a year later for twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. Like they they aren't like struggling for money. But like when Hades came out physically, yeah. I bought that. Even though super I giant, it super giant games would benefit from it a lot. Obviously, yeah. Um, uh, Drinkbox, like as like they come to mind too, is like you know Guacamelee, mm -hmm. like, like like whatever. They're um, I can't remember the name of their game. Everybody's a hero, nobody's a hero. That's coming. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm buying. I, it, I I'll buy that because I love what they did with Guacamelee, and they're like an independent studio. But yeah, like you don't need to buy Call of Duty Vanguard. I know you're not going to play it for six months. Like don't do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's. I, I would say it's a case by case basis on like if the developer could use that support day one. And if it's a Steven, Square Enix game. Yeah. And Steven, you're into multiplayer games now, so your backlog is just jacked. <laughs> so yeah. He's he's uh, been playing. Like, hey, he's been playing Rainbow Six and Battlefield and Monster Hunter with some of the guys over there. They've turned him. He has your backlog has no chance. Yeah. <laughs> a Square Enix thinks all of their Western games sell like shit. So maybe yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy right away, just so you can be like, hey, look, I like this thing. Yeah. And and show Square Enix like, it's you know keep doing this, keep keep supporting Western studios. All right, uh, Justin Duncan writes in hashtag Wrestling Minute. That's a little bit of a throwback. I thought <laughs> wrestling as a whole would get better with the return of crowds. I find myself using it using it as background noise for both. Uh, WWE and AEW. I almost tried to read those two things as words. Yeah. Um, do you feel the same way? Um, wrestling has gotten stale. Like there was some excitement when the crowds came back the first two weeks, but then like WWE was like, "Oh, we're still not going to put effort into our stories until like all of you come back," because uh, <laughs> they're not selling out like stadiums anymore. 
So I think that has a part to do with it. And also just this happens every time football season comes back. WWE just their main show is on a Monday. Yeah, they, they can't do compete. not compete. Nope. And they don't like they purposely don't. They yeah. aren't going to pull out their A material. So you'll see it. What get good at like wait WrestleMania Feb- like kind of kicks it off. Yeah, they'll they'll start Wrestle- in February to ramp up to WrestleMania in March, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, and yep. then like March, Look, April. I know wrestling stuff. See, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And then they and, and then, that's and when they, you see the they launch from WrestleMania and they do the build up to SummerSlam, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then after SummerSlam is kind of where they're just like, ah, shit, football and basketball season are back. Like we're not. So gonna yeah, do so wrestling has a, a sitcom season too. It starts Valentine's Day and ends Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but WWE hasn't helped themselves with like firing over eighty yeah, wrestlers this that, year. Yeah. Um, like AEW is exciting, but AEW even them they've kind of hit like a ceiling to where like they brought Punk and they got Daniel Bryan, but then they their ratings didn't go higher than like 1.2 or 1.5 million mm-hmm. with those additions to where even them, they're going to get moved to TBS uh, at the beginning of the year. So we'll see how that negatively affects how's, them. How's that Peacock thing working for them with the app? So WWE, they've kind of slowed down like their original. Cause I, I have Peacock and I don't really see any WWE advertisement on the app. I have like yeah, well, Peacock so they, premium or Peacock plus or paid, yeah, whatever the hell they it is. have. They have their own header. Like, you know, it says, like, TV shows, movies, WWE. But the thing is, like, WWE would be known for their original content, like their documentaries Ah, and their, their, like, just little things that they would do outside of their pay-per-views. But when they moved to Peacock, they kind of slowed down on, like, all of their documentary stuff. Like, all their back catalog stuff still there. Uh, But WWE Network, they seem like they had an invested interest to have new content on that service to bring people in. But since they've been on Peacock and they have that built-in audience, they've kind of just been, like... Yeah, here's a show once yeah, a month. That sucks. Yeah. So WWE's definitely gotten kind of cheap. What's your marketing, uh, too? Like, your marketing matters tremendously as well. Like, and the thing that I've noticed the biggest right now is, like, you can definitely tell that the hockey is on ESPN again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and there's a lot more conversation around hockey. So from a sports perspective, like, ESPN controls the controls the narrative 80%, it's 70%, you know? So, like... I, I just don't know what their deal was, but I don't see as much advertisement from NBC or Peacock as I thought I would. Yeah, no, and I don't know what's going on there. Like TNT is supporting the hell out of AEW. Like yeah. you can't watch a basketball game. Just without saying, you got about su- you got Sunday Night Football happening on NBC and Thursday Night Football happening on NBC periodically. Why yeah. isn't there wrestling spots in there? Like, yeah, yeah, like, they're, they're, I don't, they don't I don't really understand. Do like, yeah. Because they're on Fox now, they're on NB, you know, they're on Universal, like they're or USA Network, so they have plenty of opportunities to advertise, yeah. but they yeah. just choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also still think WWE is trying to proposition; they're trying to prop themselves up for a sale, mm-hmm. um, which they're doing a really bad job at it. They're like cutting talent to save money, but to make they're them not more sellable. Out a, yeah, yeah, but they're also not putting out enough content to make people watch, which is going to lower their value. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. That was more than a minute for Michael, but I I involved in the conversation too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Lowe, another uh, overseas. Uh, currently back to playing Battlefield and Rainbow Six regularly, and my muscle memory has taken a hit. With Destiny back in the mix this week, um, my mind and thumbs are going to hate me. Uh, do you guys ever struggle with muscle memory with while jumping between games? Uh, my one technique is to keep Rainbow Six stored in my drunken memory and Battlefield in my sober memory. Although this isn't uh, perfect, uh, perfect or advisable. Please drink responsibly. Um, if he's at home, he's <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, uh, muscle memory does factor into it, and I still find myself, as I've done a little bit more multi-platform gaming between Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. Um, obviously, PlayStation being my uh, muscle memory and my comfort level. Um, even playing Guardians, I still sometimes have to feel myself look down at the controller to make sure I hit the right button. <laughs> yeah, I think I've finally gotten over the jumping from console to console thing. Uh, I do say I, I if I'm playing games in the same genre, I do struggle a yeah. little bit. Like there's like a relearning period for the first like five minutes, like if it's a shooter. Uh, like right now, like I my brain is completely in on Halo to where if I try another shooter the jumping feels weird to me. The mm-hmm. controls are in the right. I did. Or I, yeah, I did immediately remap Halo to 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 play in melee, very similar to Destiny. Like immediately. In terms, yeah, like, no, I, I, I'm playing by by default stuff. But when I tried to play, 
I tried to play oh when I tried to play Battlefield um a little bit I the controls felt so weird to me to mm-hmm. her. I was like okay I'm gonna just put this down and go back to Halo uh so I definitely have that with shooters uh though most shooters are kind of streamlined now in terms of like controls uh but yeah reload shoot jump to, crouch yeah. you know it's all the same yeah, it comes down to feel for most of the time. Like, Halo's got a very specific jump and mm-hmm. motion and speed uh, that when I try and play another shooter, I, I'm a little thrown off. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it definitely happens. Um, sometimes it's just that, that's part of the reason why I, at least if you guys have noticed with me, like, I'll go in waves. Like, when I start playing Zelda or something like that, I'm playing that. And then, I'll, like, I, I know when I pick up Metroid and actually start it, I like, that, that'll be a heavy focus for me for a couple of days. Um, you know, I just got to get to the point where with where I do that with some of these games. I've got to get like ingrained into them. I want to do that with Death's Door. I want to do that with Metroid. You know, I just gotta force myself to do it. Not force myself, but yes, but but force myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. All right. So um, that's our show for this week. A little shorter, not not terrible. Um. So you can follow us on the socials on the Twitter. Main account is at Digital Days Pod. Uh, Michael's account is at First MJC. Uh, you can see him tweeting pictures of him watching somebody play his PlayStation. <laughs> I also played unpacking. <laughs> um, and mine, uh, my Twitter is at Good Dave Hunt. Uh, Facebook group, Discord server are linked in the show notes. Uh, you can check those out there. Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash digital days gaming, where you can choose to support us in multiple ways. $1 tip jar, $3 gets you Discord access to a private channel. Uh, $5 gets you 24-hour early access to the numbered shows, our regular weekly show. You get it on Wednesday instead of Thursday. And $7 gets you the monthly bonus episode. We just did an episode on uh, cartoons or childhood television. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like in the Facebook group, um, uh, you know, Curry, uh, put up a good post about, uh, more reasons why he doesn't like Michael. <laughs> um, so there's, we definitely had some fun recording that episode. So we're always looking forward to more, the possibility of getting more patrons. Uh, you will get access to like, I think, I don't even know the number, but like 18 or 19 bonus episodes. Like there's a lot and they're very, I would say they're two thirds, not gaming topics. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So if you if you do want to know a little bit more about us um, on, on that kind of level, um, it's under the $7 tier. Again, please do not support us on Patreon if you're not financially able to do so. You are not obligated. We do not. We appreciate everyone that does it, but we do not expect anyone to do it. It's just another way for you to, to show support for the show if you so choose. Um, but other than that, I don't have anything. Michael, you got anything else? Nope. Well, just hope the Game Awards is good enough for us to record a bonus episode. If not, we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Yep. All right. I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Don't be a dick.